This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. We've made it to Wednesday. It's October 7th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. President Trump and stimulus negotiations. Plus, how the pandemic is hurting freedom around the world. And to catch you up quick, last night, Trump aide Stephen Miller said he had tested positive for the coronavirus. With three weeks to go before the election, at least 18 people in and around the White House have contracted COVID-19. And now, today's one big thing. Elderly Americans are dumping Trump. We're now seeing something unexpected in new polling out about President Trump and his standing among elderly Americans. A new NBC Wall Street Journal poll shows a 27-point Biden lead among Americans 65 and older. This is a group President Trump won in 2016 by seven points. This is as deep a hole as I have seen in years, Nyla. Axios co-founder Mike Allen is here to explain why this is such a big deal. One big reason is COVID. He just didn't take it seriously. Look at this quote, Nyla, from a former senior White House official who's in close touch with the Trump team. This official told Jonathan Swan, a few of us screamed from the rooftops in March. They said, if you don't win seniors, you can't win. And if you don't take something that's killing old people seriously, you will lose. Seniors make up a lot of our volunteer poll workers, and you could count on them to vote, which is why the parties court them so carefully. But this is something that has been true throughout the second half of the Trump administration, that they've been moving away from him. But in both state and national polls, Nyla, we see it accelerating. And a lot of these were voters who were Republican. This is a collapse. If it holds, this is a massive problem for the whole Republican Party, not just for Trump. So if we're seeing down the ticket, we're not just talking about the White House. You're talking about Congress. You're talking about state houses. Yes. Someone who follows the Senate races closely told me Trump cannot get crushed because if somebody is coming out to vote for Biden, that makes them less likely to vote for a Republican House member or a Republican senator. If there's a blue tidal wave that is washing away surprising states, anybody with an R after their name is in trouble. You and I have talked about blind spots in this election. What could be wrong about everything you just said? <laughs> I love the way you ask that. Thank you for letting me off the hook. Because anybody who doesn't add the asterisk after 2016 is a fool. So one asterisk is you and I have talked about the intensity of Trump voters. The golf cart parades that they have at the villages in Florida, the boat parades, Trump people think of it as a lifestyle choice, not just a vote. Second, Nyla, we know from polling that Democrats are much more likely to vote by mail. And when you vote by mail, your vote is more likely to be disqualified. So these margins could be closer than they look. 
And Nyla, can I go for a third asterisk? Yeah, you get three today. Trump people continue to say that there are a lot of voters who don't answer questions from pollsters, lie to pollsters. It's not enough to put Trump ahead in the polling, but it's something else to watch. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks, Mike. Now I have the best day. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the end of stimulus negotiations for now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into our conversations within our newsroom. The stimulus deal is not happening. And we know this definitively because President Trump tweeted about this yesterday. White House and congressional reporter Elena Treen is here to talk about now that he has walked away from the table, what are you hearing from Republicans who are upset that the president did this? Well, one Republican congressman said this is a gift for Nancy Pelosi. Other Trump advisors told Jonathan Swan that they were just totally perplexed by this decision. They needed this like a punch in the face. And I think both sides really did need this stimulus agreement because politically, if you look at the White House, it was really the last opportunity to inject more stimulus into the economy. And for Speaker Pelosi, she's been under immense pressure from members of the Democratic caucus who want to go home to their constituents and bring them something tangible and aid because they're up for re-election too. And to your point, we haven't talked about the economic timing of this. Right. His tweet came just hours after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell warned that, quote, Too little support would lead to a weak recovery, creating unnecessary hardship for households and businesses. And so he made this plea to leaders on Capitol Hill to strike an agreement on more stimulus. But as we've seen from the president, there's no plan to do that now until after the election. White House and congressional reporter Elena Treen. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, Nyla. There's 15 national elections happening in countries around the world in the month leading up to the U.S. election. And there'll be an opportunity to test whether the coronavirus pandemic has hurt democracies around the world. The idea that the pandemic has stifled democracy is a trend that's highlighted in a new report from Freedom House. The Washington-based NGO says governments in at least 80 countries have used the pandemic as an excuse to crack down on democracy and human rights. A lot of these things were happening already, right? But the pandemic makes them much easier to justify. And it also gives governments tools that they didn't have before, whether that's curfews that can be selectively enforced, whether that's even surveillance tools that they can use. Dave Lawler is Axios' world editor. One of the changes Freedom House has seen is tighter restrictions on independent media, especially when their coronavirus reporting contradicts the government. Tanzania is a country in which actually the government claims that there is no COVID and has no tolerance for people who claim otherwise. We've seen the Philippines crack down on some non-pro-government media outlets during the pandemic. Journalists being hounded by pro-government people and things if they're not sticking to the government lines. There are a few bright spots in the report. One is in places where people are fighting for democracy. Countries like Belarus. 
where protests erupted in August, that they were directly caused by a rigged presidential election. It was made worse by their government's mishandling of the pandemic. Belarus is a dictatorship, basically, is or was. They're in this moment of flux. But really, it's the pandemic that drove some of this discontent and drove people into the streets. The report also mentions the U.S. as a country where democracy has been weakened. They accuse our president of providing misinformation about the pandemic. They raise concerns about the way that the election is being run in a time when people might not feel comfortable going to the polls in person. What we're watching for is what long-term effects the pandemic has on freedom. A democracy isn't something that shuts off overnight, but we could see some of these countries look a little bit less democratic than they were before the pandemic. Dave Lawler writes the World Newsletter for Axios. We couldn't end today without taking a moment to remember a rock legend. In 1972, Eddie Van Halen and his brother co-founded the band that bears their name and went on to create mega-hits like Jump. Eddie actually started on the drums and piano, which he played on their hit Right Now. But it's the guitar that got him three patents and inducted him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's also why Michael Jackson's producer called and asked him to play a solo on an upcoming song, beat it. Van Halen told CNN he thought it was actually a crank call, but then recorded it as a favor for free. Eddie Van Halen died yesterday of cancer at the age of 65. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Hold up. 